This is Alumni Allowed, a podcast by Graduate Center students for Graduate Center students. In each episode, we talk with a GC graduate about their career path, the ins and outs of their current position, and the career advice they have for students. This series is sponsored by the Graduate Center's Office of Career Planning and Professional Development. Hi everyone, I'm Camila Ayata. I'm a PhD student from biochemistry uh, from CUNY. And I'm here today with Kurt Reinertsen. He is an alumni, a graduate center alumni, and uh, he's now working in Johnson & Johnson. So I'm here with him and I want uh, him to start introducing himself for all of you. So how are you Kurt today? Hi Camilla, great to, great to talk to you. So, so um, can you please yeah, tell me who you are, uh, your academic background and uh, where you are now? Yeah, sure. I actually came, I, I sort of, I feel like I stumbled into, uh, you know, like CUNY and the grad program almost without, uh, just by following my own interests. I had been, I had graduated with my bachelor's uh, many years before I went back to school, but I had always had this interest in and plants and how people use plants. And so somewhere along the line, along the way, I was, I found myself reading, you know, like chemistry textbooks that, you know, like on my own, just trying to figure this out. And the next thing I knew, I walked into a, you know, a chemistry class, just kind of randomly at Hunter. And I took one course and then I started talking to the professor and he told me that, well, if you really want to study, you know, plant science, you should be in the grad center and all the botanists in the CUNY system are up basically up at Lehman College and you know because there's a the, the plant science program there is actually run in association with botanical garden which is up in the Bronx so which is a few blocks away um, so once again I kind of found myself hiking up to the Bronx um, walked in sort of found my way into a couple classes and the next thing I knew I was a doctoral student in the plant science program um, that's that's uh, that's nice. That's impressive also because I haven't <laughs> met so many plant biologists nowadays. I feel like everybody goes into cancer or into other uh, neuroscience, for example. Also, it's a major area, but plant is kind of uh, rare to find. Yeah, I mean, yeah. my interest really was kind of in the really in the medicinal side. So you know, right. the, it's funny that you mentioned cancer because then you know I ended up spending. Kind of most of my, you know, my doctoral research was working on looking for anti-cancer compounds. I was specifically working on a group of tropical fruits. So I had initially thought I was going to become sort of a field botanist, you know, going out, spending my time out in tropical places. But I ended up only doing a very small amount of that. Again, it's like I, I feel very lucky with how things kind of worked out in a lot of ways with the CUNY because there's so many sort of advantages I had, you know, working through the program that I was in. You know, the plant science program was just one of the sub-programs within biology, and but I kind of had access to you know everything else that was at CUNY, and then there was the whole doctoral consortium in the city, so I had access to you know equipment and courses at you know some of the other schools in the city as well. Right, you can find like people from everywhere because it's a big, big college and different areas, and being in touch with all of these different fields. And uh, how did you uh, manage to get into the industry? From CUNY, I know that you went to uh, Cornell. Right, yeah. I mean, again, I, I am not, I guess, a really good planner. And I sort of, 
I sort of take things as they've come and sort of figure it out, you know, like, oh, what do I want to do now? What do I want to do now? And I think some people, you know, maybe have a better idea of like how to look at a faraway goal and then work backwards with all the steps. Whereas um, in the same way that I sort of ended up at, you know, at CUNY, I sort of started looking around. And at the time I had a, a young daughter and I, I didn't want to leave New York City. So I started looking at who had funding, you know, from NIH to do anything related to medicinal plants. And I found there was someone at Cornell at the med school, you know, in the, at New York Presbyterian, so over on the, the east side, who had a program in integrative medicine. And so I reached out, and the next thing I knew, I was setting up a postdoc. I ended up working through their complementary integrative medicine program in the pharmacology department there. And I was there for about four years. And, you know, I actually was specifically looking to not do exactly the same work I'd done as a grad student. I wanted to sort of expand my skill set. So instead of, you know, looking for another postdoc that was kind of more in line with what I'd been doing, one of the things that I had encountered as a grad student was I was finding all these compounds and I was collaborating with, you know, with sort of regular biologists to do kind of bioassays to see what, what, how these compounds would be useful. And I really wanted to understand that a little bit better. So my postdoc was very much a molecular pharmacology postdoc. So it was a radical change. Even though I, you know, was coming from a biology program, I felt like I was much more of a chemist botanist. And so I walked into the, my postdoc and kind of, I just told everybody I was a chemist, so they wouldn't expect me to know molecular <laughs> biology. Right. And, you know, and it ended up, I mean, it was really, it was, it was really, you know, fantastic. Because then I, you know, I got... You learned a lot of stuff, tools. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I had a whole lab full of people who were my collaborators and my teachers, again, you know, all over again. It was starting from ground zero and, mm-hmm. and learning a whole other skill set. Yeah, that's exciting also to renew the, like, being a job or being a postdoc that doesn't have anything to do mm-hmm. with your PhD because it keeps you thinking new ideas and being in a right. whole new field, right? Yeah, and I feel like at the same time, I was bringing my whole skill set to the to the lab because at the time when I stepped in, there was some analytical equipment that nobody was using because they didn't have somebody there to run it. You know, so it was, was an, an enriching enriching situation for both sides. Oh uh, yeah, I think so, and I think you know you you bring a whole different perspective when you step right. into a situation like that, and I really appreciated that whole concept of like becoming a very interdisciplinary scientist not just being sort of pigeonholed into one very narrow scope. Yeah, I feel like science nowadays is a collaborative uh, field where, where people bring their different insights into a project. That's the trend that is happening yeah. now, right? Yeah, I mean, I think each field is almost like learning a language. You know, it's like I had to, and so I think to be able to speak each other's language is the way to figure out how to collaborate. Yeah, I totally I'm agree. really happy with that. Um, the interesting thing that I found, though, you know, after I, I was a postdoc for a few years, somebody asked me, you know, kind of like quietly, hey, are you, are you looking for other jobs? And I was like, what do you mean? Of course I am. Like, if you're a postdoc and you're not looking, you know, if you say you're not looking for jobs, you're either lying or you're kidding yourself. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, I think it's just part of, it's part of the process, you know, at a certain right. point. I mean, I was actually doing, I, I thought what I was doing, you know, like really well, I had, I had started there on an NIH training grant and I had transitioned to my own. I had a DOD sort of career um, award for, you know, for, you know, postdoctoral training. And so I thought, you know, it's like, oh, I'm doing all the right things, right? I was getting out publications and 
and uh, you know so as I started to look for other positions you know and even interviewing you universities I had kind of always thought that you know the way when you once you go to grad school it's graduate student postdoc assistant professor you know that right. I feel like you know we, we hear that drumbeat a lot I think and and maybe more so as when I was a student I was kind of just assuming that was my path one of the things I, I sort of felt was that that the academic positions I was looking at were still some of them seemed to be a little confused right you know when I say well you know it's like I know the biology, I know the chemistry, I know the botany, and it, I almost felt like they wanted something that was a little bit more boxed in. At least the, you know, the, the some of the handful that I spoke to at the time, and that somehow, like the, you know, like that ability to apply for a job in a various different sort of departments was, you know, almost seemed, you know, like well, you know, you have to decide which one are you. you know? And the interesting thing was, in the midst of that sort of search. A friend of mine who had been, you know, like a grad student with me, sent me a posting that he had seen, you know, and he said, "Hey, I saw this job posted. It seems like you should you should take a look at it." And it was this posting from J and J, and I read through the thing, and it, you know, and it was looking for somebody who knew natural product chemistry and who had done pharmacog, you know, pharmacology, had you know worked with basically each one of the things that I had done. And yeah, it was you. They were they were calling for you. <laughs> Yeah, it was really strange. I was, I was kind of, I mean, I was very surprised, you know, and very kind of like, oh, that's weird. It like it lists each one of the steps that I've done. So I sent my CV off, and and I got a call within a couple of days, which also shocked me because you know it's like I had I had sent my CV off to a couple industry positions, and I felt like I was throwing them into a black hole. You, know, you don't even get a response. Um, right. I think a lot of times, you know, there's a feeling that you have to know somebody in a company to get a response. But I think that it was just you know, another element of serendipity where, you know, they had been sort of looking for someone and, and hadn't found someone and, you know, then my sort of, my CV showed up on the right day, I guess. And within a couple of weeks, you know, I was, I think within like two weeks, I was there interviewing and then still sort of not believing that, you know, like, well, what, I, you know, I didn't understand, like, what, what is it that they're looking for? Um, and then I had basically on the train ride home, I got a call saying like, we're, you know, giving, offering me the job. So mm -hmm. it was kind of, it was quick once it happened. And, yeah. you know, it was almost like, oh my gosh, you know, am I ready to leave New York? Am I ready to leave academia? Am I sort of make all these changes that I wasn't expecting. So it was a very quick, sudden decision in a way. And talking about the, this surprise, uh, getting the job so quickly, uh, what do you think your PhD helped you? What helped you more to get the job? Having the PhD, having the postdoc, having publications all together was a myth. From your yeah. own perspective, what do you think was the most important or was it a combination? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of all of that. I mean, certainly having a PhD was the very first most critical hurdle. I mean, I think, you know, I know that in a lot of industry positions, they're not necessarily looking for PhDs or they're, you know, they, there's sort of different types of jobs, right? And so not all of them require a PhD. For this particular position, it was, it was very, I mean, in some ways, it was a very academic position that I stepped into where I was doing pretty early upstream discovery research. You know, somebody who had done that kind of research was what they were looking for, you know, and that's exactly what a PhD trains you to do. I think that you know, the exact PhD sometimes is less important than knowing that you've gone through the process. And, you know, even, even you know, at the end of the day, when I was there interviewing, I'll, I'll never forget this because I was sitting there and, and after having 
spent like the entire day, you know, giving a presentation, meeting different people. You know, I was sitting with the person who would become my next boss, you know, and I asked him, I was like, what exactly, like, how would this, what would my job look like on a day-to-day -day basis? And he said, you know, we can, we can look at your CV and see that you've done, you know, you've got publications, you've, you know, you've got your degree and, you know, you're, you're, you're capable. You know, what we want to see when we're interviewing is, is how you would interact with people and how you would fit in. So I think that that's a, that's a big part of it too. It's not just about, um, um, you know, having the credentials on paper, but how you, how you work with people in a real world sort of setting, and, you know, and he said, basically, we just want to hire smart people who can come and figure out what their job is going to be. And I was, and I thought the light bulb went off in my head and I was like, that's amazing. I want to do that. Right. And, you know, and I did step into a group that was, there was about 20 different PhDs and everybody was coming from a different field. I mean, it was, it was a really remarkable sort of situation. I thought where, you know, being interdisciplinary was a critical part of that role because you had to be able to talk to, you know, very different, you know, scientists from all these different disciplines. There was, I was working with engineers, you know, both like sort of structural and chemical engineers, and computer vision scientists, and, and physicists, and biologists, and, you know, everybody was coming from someplace different, but tasked with this one particular, you know, like, your job is to figure out skin, how skin works, and how we can, you know, help it work better. Basically. It's, it's a very, it was a very cool kind of idea, just it's almost like, take these disparate Kind of fields and throw them together with a whole new problem. I I am wondering because I have we have these questions a lot in my lab and with other colleagues, if uh, it was worth it to do the postdoc because many people now are thinking that doing the postdoc is a a way of losing time because they think that the companies are hiring directly PhDs or directly master students. And they think they're losing time. Would you would you say would you agree with, with that or disagree with that? And um, what would you recommend to PhD students that are uh, rather deciding on if doing a postdoc or going directly to the industry? I, you know, I I think it's a very personal choice, and I think it's sort of a case by case. It's one of the things I I think about. I thought about a lot, and I've you know, and I've had these questions too before from people and. And I really think it depends, you know, it depends on where you are personally and it depends on, you know, like your ultimate goals. And then it, you know, some of it just depends on, you know, timing and I don't know, it's like there's, there's so many different aspects, you know, it's like you could, the right job could be available right when you finish, you know, your PhD and there you go, you know, but it might not be. And, you know, I think for me, when I was finishing my PhD, I was, um, you know, again, it's like I still had this idea that, you know, it's like, well, if you're going to academia, you need a postdoc. The postdoc certainly helped me, you know, when I was getting my I, my job. I don't know if I would have been quite as strong a candidate for the job I got if I hadn't had that because it added that other layer of, you know, of training. And, you know, and, and so for me, I think it was actually, it was definitely beneficial. And I've actually told people, I've, I've heard from some people who, you know, or even going into PhD programs. So when I was a postdoc, I remember talking to a new graduate student who was like, I want to finish my PhD as quickly as possible and get into industry. And I thought, that's really your goal. Maybe you should even just get a master's and go straight to industry. Like maybe, you know, maybe it's not important. I think that depending on the, you know, like the industry, there is, there can sometimes be these, you know, these sort of glass ceilings, you know, if you're a master's versus a post a PhD, but I don't think 
have that postdoc experience or not isn't gonna either, you know isn't mattering as much. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's a wholly personal decision. Okay, that's good to know. On your career transition from academia to the industry, do you think uh, was it a hard decision for you to transition? Like, did you have to change a lot of habits in your life? Uh, how was personally for you? It was a big life change in a way, and partial part of that was just simply moving. You know, I sort of didn't expect to ever leave New York City. And I also had a, you know, like most people who live in New York City, I had a bad attitude about New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> to be, I mean, to be fair, when I when I came out, basically out here where I am, and I saw that, like, oh, this is, you know, it is, it is the Garden State. You know, it's like there's these parts of the state that are like, you know, beautiful, and it, you know, so I didn't have a, you know, suddenly it, that sort of fell into place. But yeah, I mean, like leaving leaving the city, leaving. There was a moment thinking about, you know, I've been working on cancer. Do I want to change my what I'm working on entirely? Um, you know, and I and I one of the things that I, I remember thinking about was I'm going to be going from focusing on a very small sort of problem, you know, like looking at a very specific pathways and trying to elucidate little pieces of biochemical pathways and mechanisms to working on stuff that will be in millions of people's homes all around the world. I thought there's something very cool about that. And I think that that was sort of helped in understanding like, oh, this is a, this is just a different, different way of using science. And, you know, and I think as, as long as I was felt like everything that I was doing was you know, still in a sort of a very science-based, evidence-based, data-driven, it was still compelling in that way, you know. The other thing that I started to realize, I mean, maybe I realized this more after I moved into my position was, the possibilities and the opportunities even with just within the company were incredible, you know, that that it wasn't just, you know, taking a job and sort of doing that, being, you know, being assistant professor, associate professor, professor, you know, within the same discipline or field, you know, you can certainly change your research programs, but but I was suddenly, oh, I could I could take on so many different kinds of roles. Um, and I have moved out of that lab position and into a completely different role. And I think that, you know, being able to use the science in very different ways was, you know, was another very compelling and interesting feature about going into a, you know, especially a large company. And I think even sometimes too, what I hear from people who go to small companies where you end up, you might be the scientist there, but you, even in small companies, you end up doing, you know, lots of different kinds of jobs and working very closely with lots of different kinds of people. Right. People tend to think that in the industry, you just do one job every day from nine to five, like nonstop the same job. But no, you have different, different, yeah, positions and stuff where you can be at, right? Yeah. And, you know, and I mean, ultimately, you know, it's like I was in that, that position for about three years. And then I, a few years ago, I moved the transition into a completely different area. So it's like now, now my job is policy related. And so what I'm doing now is really sort of the using my science to sort of create strong evidence-based policy around, you know, like the ingredients, the things that we use in our product. So now I'm, now I'm trying to sort of basically take science and data and, and evidence and apply it to making the right decision, you know, and it's a, it's a different way of approaching being a scientist, but 
for me, it's been like a really amazing sort of change. And it was one of those things that was like, I never knew you could have a job like this when I was going through grad school. You know, I think that's one of the things that I've seen is like, oh, there's a, there are millions of different kinds of jobs that you could have, you know, after your PhD that, that I think that we don't know, we don't even know about, you know, and, and I think that some, I've, I've had some, you know, interns and, you know, that have come that are, you know, while they're in school and work for a summer. And I, you know, and I've seen that there's, I think that there's a lot more academic programs out there that are encouraging people to take steps and, you know, co-ops and internships and get out into the workforce for a, see what kinds of jobs are out there. And I don't, I don't know that, um, you know, I feel like that's a new thing for a lot of programs. And I think that's a really fabulous thing. That's interesting, though, because yeah, personally, me, I had no idea. Uh, I have no idea what are the different possibilities after the PhD, as you were saying, like policy-related uh, jobs. I have no idea, first of all, what it was, and second, like that a person like me can do a job like this. So to wrap up this interview. What would you re recommend to a student that wants to transition to industry? Would, would you recommend him or her to go and explore, do internships, uh, to ask with, uh, to talk with people in, in uh, industries, uh, what the possible uh, possible jobs are available? How would you recommend uh, like recent graduates to to transition? Uh, from academia to industry and to search I, for know, different think, jobs. Yeah, I would say all of that. I mean, I think one of the great things that, you know, we have a lot of tools out there for, you know, like ways of networking. And I think that's a that's a really, really important thing. I mean, I know people say that all the time. Um, but when you, you know, when you go to meetings, even when I was going to my natural products conferences, you know, there was there were a number of people who, because a lot of companies have natural product, um, you know, divisions or groups. You know, there's there were industry people there, and I think, you know, talk to them about their jobs and find out, you know, what they what opportunities exist there. Because a lot of a lot of companies have postdoc um, opportunities. They'll have internships and co-ops, and and they love having. I mean, it's like I love having those people come in, you know, for short periods of time to work on certain projects because it's like I learn as much as they do. You know. It's, I get a whole new fresh perspective from somebody who's, you know, sort of younger and eager and really interested in the topic. Um, so those things are there, you know, the companies have those opportunities. I think, you know, reach out to people, you know, like use things like LinkedIn, you know, and, and, and use those you know, meetings that you might go to and, and find out what's out there and just, you know, constantly be poking, 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 poking. Um, but I think the, and, you know, another crucial thing is like, don't, sort of limit yourself to, you know, just your lab work and your scientific coursework. Um, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that I wish I had taken advantage of a little bit more, you know, is when you're a student and you're at a university, you're surrounded again by all these other disciplines. It's like you can, you know, find ways to collaborate with people across other disciplines. Um, you know, even if it's, you know, doing something like, you know, like what you're doing, a podcast where you're, you know, you're communicating scientific ideas, you know, and I think, I think that's a, that's a pretty, that's an important thing, um, you know, being able to communicate the stuff, you know, being able to know how to work with other people or in other disciplines. Uh, um, and really like 
you know, make full, take full advantage of your university and seeing what else is available to you. Um, but also, like any of those things that you do, I think, like keep in mind that um, this concept of the transferable skill, you know, that like you can take any experience that you've had in your life or in your work, whether it's a, a job or a or a volunteer position or something like that, and you can say you can find some skill that you learned from that and describe it in a way that it would help you. You know, when you're talking to a prospective employer, you can say like, well, I've had this experience and that makes me a stronger candidate. Um, I think finding those ways to talk about any of your past experiences as you know, something new and interesting and exciting to an employer, I think is a, you know, it's important to keep in mind. Okay, this is really helpful, including for me. I, I really appreciate uh, all your advice, all your sharings. I think this will help a lot of students and clarify their concepts on this uh, transition and on, on their, on their future. Finally, would you like to add something else that we didn't uh, talk about? Anything extra you want to say to the students? Or I would say, yeah, I mean, good luck. I mean, it's really, it's a... I think that the, the funny thing that I, you know, I felt even when I was finishing with my with my thesis advisor, who was um, had was really not a whole, you know, like a handful of years older than me, kind of, you know, and fairly, you know, I was one of the, I was maybe the third or fourth graduate student, so you know, so he was still, you know, hadn't been, you know, had been relatively new in the job market, and I felt like even as a student, I was like, wow. The job market I'm entering is a completely different one from his, and so there was a certain amount of like I don't know, how, you know, his experiences are not going to be, or almost, um, I wouldn't say not relevant, but they were very different from what I was moving into. And so I think finding, you know, watch what your peers do, you know, stay in touch with them, and just remember, man, those middle couple years, those third and fourth years of this PhD program are just the worst. You feel like nothing is working, but. <laughs> you gotta once you plug through it's like suddenly everything at that at the worst moment it, things will start to click and they fall into place and then it's just a you know then it's a and it's a fun ride towards the end so yeah good luck with all of it thank you thank you so much thanks again to kurt for talking to camilla about working in industry if you'd like to explore some of your options for a career like Kurt's, make an appointment with one of our career advisors or visit our website at cuny.is slash career plan. You can find a list of our upcoming events there and also follow us on Twitter at career plan GC. Thanks for listening.